0: This is uh, Dr. Pedro Ramirez, Editor-in-Chief of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer, and today I have the great pleasure of uh, speaking with uh, Chao-Chan Yan uh, from the Department of Gynecology in the first affiliated hospital of Wenzhou Medical University in Wenzhou, China. Um, She has published a, a manuscript along with her colleagues in the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer. Title: Comparison of Laparoscopic and Open Radical Hysterectomy in Cervical Cancer Patients with Tumor Size Less Than Two Centimeters. Welcome, Yan.
1: Hi. Good. Thank Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you for your invitation.
0: Of course, my pleasure. I, I really appreciate your time um and glad to hear that uh, all in China is uh, returning to normal after the pandemic of the uh, coronavirus so i wanted to um first uh, discuss with you as we go over the details of the study on the rationale for doing the study and can you explain how is the information in this study important to the field of gynecologic oncology
1: okay Thank you. The reason why we chose this group, as we know at the end of 2018, the New England Journal of Medicine published the results of ALSACC and a larger retrospective study based on NCDB and SEAL the database. The results showed that compared with open surgery, minimal invasive surgery, lead to a higher risk of recurrence and death, which caused the shock and the concern among the gynecologic oncologists. Over the past year or so, we have been paying close attention to this area, and like from evidence, and like evidence from Britain, from Canada, United States, and Korea, they have all confirmed an increased risk of recurrence or best among the women who underwent minimal invasive radical hysterectomy, and I present more and more doctors have reached a consensus that laparoscopic surgery is not suitable for stage 1b with tumor diameter of 2 to 4 centimeter or more advanced disease. They changed their clinical strategies and chose open surgery instead. However, there is a great dispute on whether laparoscopic surgery is still safe for patients with tumor size small or equal than two centimeters. We searched the three studies in favor of laparoscopic surgery and the four against it. In the three studies that supported laparoscopic surgery, code came from Korea and Chora from Italy, and a report from Singapore, but the follow-up time difference between the two groups was 86.6 months, 29 months, and 6.6 months respectively. I think the difference in follow-up time directly affects the reliability of prognosis. On the contrast, studies against laparoscopic surgery included on the first one from America, who reported at the ASCO meeting in 2019, that recurrence rates were 6% in minimal invasive group and 4.1% in the open group. Show no difference between the two groups, but in a follow-up study published recently in TCO, we saw the opposite viewpoint. He reported that in the risk-adjusted analysis of patients, the minimal approach was noted to be independently associated with a high likelihood of recurrence. The HR reached to 6.31. The second uh, report is about a dental report. uh, 108 cases with a recurrence rate of 12% which is higher than LACC, 80.4%. The third one, Park from Korea, he reported that laparoscopic was associated with a low tumor-free survival with a difference of more than 12 times, but no difference in over-survival. The fourth uh, is LACC clinical trial, as you know, near 300 people, uh, patients with tumor size more than two cm uh, in LCC trial, the recurrence rate was 0.6% in open surgery arm, compared with 3.3% in minimally invasive surgery arm. So this difference may not be statistically significant. It also is not reassuring. On absolute of the recurrence rate in minimal invasive group was five times higher. Therefore, we believe that the current discussion of the safety of laparoscopic surgery in this group has a very important clinical significance for the development of surgical strategy in this subgroup. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and so I think that um, you know, as you mentioned, obviously the the, the, the the question that still remains uh, is the, the the patients with less than two centimeters, and and whether there is a, a difference between the the open and the minimally invasive approach. But yeah, one of the things that I wanted to before we go on is ask you to give us a perspective with regards to how many patients routinely undergo a radical hysterectomy in your in your center at the first affiliated hospital of Wenzhou Medical University. Per year, because obviously one of the one of the concerns uh, I- it's always well, is there enough volume at at these centers? And could you tell us a little bit about the the first affiliated hospital of Wenzhou and the volume there?
1: Okay, uh, here I would like to introduce ma- our hospital and our team. The first affiliated hospital of Wenzhou Medical University is a treasury institutional hospital. Located in the southeast of China. It is the largest medical center in southern Zhejiang, covering an area of 355,000 square meters and more than 4,000 beds. There are five wards, including 250 beds, in our gynecology department, so more than. Three hundred cases of cervical cancer patients underwent radical hysterectomy in our department per year.
0: So it's amazing. Two hundred and fifty beds just in the gynecology department. Uh, uh, really, very, very <laughs> yeah, impressive. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, tell us uh, regarding the methodology of your study. What were the primary objectives of the study?
1: Sure. Uh, retrospective review of medical records were was performed to identify the patients who underwent either laparoscopic or open radical hysterectomy during January 2010 and December 2018 from three institutions. Concurrent comparison between the laparoscopic and open group were made for disease-free survival rate, over-survival rate, and recurrent rate. We also compared uh, the survival outcomes between two groups according to histological type and the grade.
0: And what were the, what were the uh, inclusion and exclusion criteria for, for the study? And I'm particularly interested because I understand you excluded patients with stage 1A2, so very, very low risk, uh, I guess, patients. Um, and also, if you can tell us why did you exclude those patients?
1: Okay, the inclusion criteria including histological confirmed cervical cancer, including all histological types. Uh, we only include uh, patient stage 1B1, FIGO st- O2009, uh, tumor size small or equal than 2 centimeters determined, determined by pelvic examination, ultrasound examination, or MRI. And uh, all the patients had undergo radical hysterectomy type 2 or 3 with pelvic and or peri- article arty- lymph node anatomy as primary surgical treatment. All of them had follow-up information. Uh, meanwhile, the excluded criteria including patients with tumor size larger than 2 centimeters or who received a new adjuvant therapy prior to a surgery or those with cervical cancer in found after a uh, simple hysterectomy or without insufficient data were excluded. The most conversion one is, I think, the most conversion one in the stage 1b, less than two centimeters. That is why we focus on this group of patients. Uh, as you know, the prognosis of stage 1a2 patients is very good. Our cases are few considering The statistical problem, if it is combined with stage 1b, it is difficult to clear the exact significance of this subgroup. Therefore, we exclude the stage 1 in two cases. Thank you. Yeah,
0: so you were primarily focused on patients less than 2 centimeters that were uh, 1b1 by the uh, FIGO 2009 uh, criteria. So one of the... One of the major criticisms of, of these studies, you know, when, when when um they discuss the open versus minimally invasive radical hysterectomy approach is the surgeon expertise, the expertise of the in the skill of that surgeon. Um, what can you tell us about the expertise of the surgeons who operated on patients in this study?
1: Okay. Uh Laparoscopic surgery for cervical cancer patients has become more and more very popular in China in past decades. And most doctor, doctors in Treasury Institutional Hospital have mastered this technique. Our hospital began to carry out a radio radiohysterectomy in 2010, and the number of cases increased year by year. Due to our careful selection of cases, most of them were limited to stage 1B1. Since 2012, our team has joined the LACC team to precipitate the famous clinical trial. We finally recruited 35 patients successfully, and all the cases were under close follow up. The first people saw Shen, a hospital Foshan is the first hospital to carry out laparoscopic surgery for cervical cancer in China. It is a famous training base of laparoscopic surgery for gynecology in China and has trained a large number of excellent laparoscopic experts on gynecology oncology. We have um, published the four SDR papers on laparoscopic and laparotomy for cervical cancer, cooperated with Professor Shang Hui-Ling from Foshan, in which 12-year experience with laparoscopic radical hysterectomy and the pelvic and lymphadenectomy in cervical cancer were published in Gynecology Oncology 2011. Uh For the treatment of cancer patients, I think the prognosis is always the gold standard. We are very glad to see that our disease free survival and over survival are close to the prognosis of l a c c in both groups, which is the best evidence i think
0: thank you and and uh, yeah one of, one of the other things that uh often comes up. Um, is do, do we have any information, and particularly in the study, regarding the number of patients where there was a the use of a uterine manipulator during the laparoscopic procedure?
1: Oh, uh, we use uterine manipulator in all patients. As a retrospective study, we are unable to avoid neuroperitemia, a variator of uterus, and the lopascopal vagina dissection as a risk factor for tumor spread. It has been reported that, I know I reported that the improvement of technical may improve the prognosis of patients like Kano and Koho, they report.
0: And, um, and yeah do you have uh, any information? On the number of patients in each group that had gross disease versus microscopic disease, because one of the one of the arguments has been made is that well, if you had microscopic disease uh then those patients may potentially have lower likelihood of recurrence what What are your thoughts on that? Oh
1: and far the number of patients in each group uh, were concerned we are correcting the specific data. In our study, the number of cases of pre-operation colonization or leap in the group and the group were 39 and 48, respectively. There was no difference in the proportion of patients who underwent pre-operation operative colonization or leap based on the type of surgery. 30% versus 24%. In our uh, inclusion criteria, uh, stage one A were excluded,
0: and the only one B was in included. And in, uh, and yeah, one one of the other things also for the for the sake of uh, clarification with regards to your study, when uh, when you included laparoscopy, this means all standard laparoscopy, not robotics, right? Yes.
1: Because for our study mm, at that time we don't we didn't have robotic equipment uh, yet. Uh, all we mentioned here is contraventional laparoscopic surgery.
0: Okay, um, so what were what were the the findings of the study? Is there is there a difference in outcomes in patients less than two centimeters when you compare open versus minimally invasive? Tell us about what you found.
1: Okay. A total, a total of 325 cervical cancer patients were included. Of these, 129 patients underwent laparoscopic surgery, and 196 patients had open surgery. The median follow-up time was 51.8 months for laparoscopic surgery, and 49.5 months for open surgery. Patient in the placebo-taker group, uh, group had a significant worse five-year survival rate. than those in open group, Nineteen point four percent worse, 97.7%. There was no significant difference in the five-year overall survival between groups. much um, failability moder- analysis showed that the placebo was an independent prognosis risk factor with a uh, 4.64 for the higher adjusted risk, which is similar to the report of, upon from Malik in his report, hrh to 6.31. We also compared the survival outcome between uh, those groups according to the histological type and the grade. Uh, we found a very interesting uh, result in patients with no squamous cell cancer or uh, grade 2 to grade 3, the laparoscopic group had a significant worse 5-year disease-free survival compared to the open surgery. Due to the limited time, if the audience feel interested, please read our article. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and and, uh, and yeah, I mean, absolutely. The the Certainly, the, the Conclusion as I saw it was that uh, laparoscopic radical was associated with worse disease-free survival uh, in tumor size less than two centimeters compared to the uh, to the open approach. And um, one of the things that I noticed though was that there was no difference in overall survival. And and I think that's uh, that's important to to highlight. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because obviously uh, some might argue that well if even if there is a, di- a difference in disease-free survival, when you look at overall survival, there is no difference. So, um, tell us, tell us your thoughts about that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that patients with a recurrence in laparoscopic uh, group could have the with drug study pain such as radiotherapy or chemotherapy. As you know, patients with cervical cancer are sensitive to radiation therapy, and had a good Effect even if the disease has that, uh, I know Kim and Kong and many other uh, doctors
0: have seen me on the course. And, um, and yeah, when when uh, when comparing the, the the recurrences between the two groups, recurrences in the pelvis were the same, but the the real difference was uh, a lot more distant recurrences. Uh, w- how do you think the laparoscopic approach impacts? distant recurrences.
1: Uh, I agreed. Uh, we also found this phenomenon uh, which may be related to the spread of tumor caused by CO2 unoperitemia and the intracotabial copy. And The, the incidence exposure of cervical cancer mass to, to circulation CO2 may result in tumor spread into the in- into the space, CO2 you know, in makes some alteration in peritoneum, including separate the mesothelium and the bare basal And and cancerous cell easily attached to the free basal lamina and spread throughout the peritoneum. The acidic environment produced by CO2 affect, uh, can also affect uh, the immuno environment of abdominal cavity. Another important uh, uh, point is about the open surgery may limit the trans or intra abdominal during the cancer cell removed by placing two sets of clamps across the vaginal below bleu- the cervical. Uh, another uh, reason I think is about the laparoscopic uh, tissue manipulation, intraoperative rupture, or unprotected. Removal of surgical specis- specimen is very important. The, the last one, I think, the use of new man- man- might also contribute contribute to local recurrence in surgical cancer patients.
0: And and yeah, and I know that this wasn't a, the focus of your study, but do you have any information regarding complication rates between the two groups in your patients?
1: Oh, sure. I think the primary object of our study is the prognosis of patients. So the data of complications has not collected yet. We will try to collect more detail in this in the future. I know that Professor Meyer from Australia, also he's a leader of LCC clinical trial, and he recently published an article in a. American Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecologist reporting that data from LACC study showed that no difference in intraoperative or postoperative complication between these two groups.
0: And, yeah, and one one of the things that obviously when these studies come out, uh, we always ask uh, the investigators uh, regarding whether these findings or other findings have changed practice in, in their hospital. Um, So have the results of the study changed the practice in your hospital, and is there any patient in your hospital that still undergoes minimally invasive surgery for cervical cancer?
1: Oh, after the results of our study came out, according to the current uh, NCC guideline and ESGO guideline, and uh, our center has completely abandoned laparoscopic radical hysterectomy for cervical cancer patients. Uh, we only do laparoscopic total hysterectomy for stage 1A1 without vascular invasion.
0: I see. So, Yan, we're, we're coming uh, close to uh, finishing our, our discussion. Well, my, uh, my last question is, what did you learn from doing this study, and um, how do you move forward? For
1: our study and the previous published evidence, we we see these results through the follow up experts. The first one is if the, the follow up time of two groups is different or for longer than half a year or more, I think the reliability of prognosis will be greatly reduced. Certainly the distribution of cases in both groups is different patients in open surgery group tended to be more advanced with larger masses, which inevitably lead to a select base. Uh, the results showed that the survival outcome patient with more advanced cancer was better, which indirectly reflect, reflected that laparoscopic surgery was more unfavorable to the survival of the patient. Moreover, it is necessary to determine whether the survival rate of two groups is consistent to the general prognosis of the population. There is difference in survival between two groups, but the survival rate of both groups in this study is far lower than the rate of early cervical cancer reported in the literature. I think this indicates that there are some problems in the treatment of both groups. So the overall survival rate of disease-free uh, of our, our study, I think it was similar to those of LACC trial, which was consistent with the general prognosis of this group of patients. So our results reconfirmed really the adverse outcome of laparoscopic surgery in this subgroup of patients, tumor size more than or equal than two centimeters. That is why we completely abandoned laparoscopic surgery for cervical cancer patients. I think most importantly, we should believe in the data and for respect to life. Thank you.
0: Yeah, Thank you so much, and uh, thank you once again for doing this work and for submitting it to our journal. Uh, it's really been a, a pleasure uh, speaking with you. And, and once again, uh, I want to congratulate you and your group for this work um and certainly best of luck with a continued uh, recovery from this uh, pandemic in China thank you thank
1: you